1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. Free it in chase on down the left wing pass to the middle. Barry will shoot. Scars. Tyson Barry find some room on the stick side and the Oilers are up three
2: to one. Three goals from defensemen tonight for the Edmonton Oilers as they hang on to beat the Ottawa Senators three two. so the Oilers four and zero. Against the Sins in the last in the last week and a half. And finally, Edmonton gets above five hundred for the first time all season. They're now eight and seven. Ottawa, man, they are having it rough. They are now two, eleven, and one. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Ten minutes before eight, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins on Heartland Ford overtime open line. Well, Rob, he had a tough night on Saturday. Goaltender Miko Koskinen, but what a bounce back performance tonight. He winds up making 40 saves. The Oilers needed him. I mean, they were outshot 30-10 over the last two periods. Ottawa maybe deserved a better fate, but Koskinen able to hold the fort. Okay, we'll have to connect with Rob. But Koskinen, a big story tonight. The first one went in. 26 seconds into the game, Connor Brown with a deflection, and maybe we were thinking, oh, no, is this going to be another rough one for Koskinen? But after that, I mean, the only goal he allowed was a dead on-off breakaway goal early in the third period. So he was huge
3: tonight, Rob. He was, and he was a difference in the hockey game. Uh, one team got fantastic goaltending, and one team got horrible goaltending. And at the end of the night, usually the team that has the good goaltending is going to win the hockey game, and Koskinen needed a bounce back. We were just talking with Bob with the fact that uh, for the first 13 games or 12 games of the season, Koskinen knew he was going in each and every night. There wasn't a competition. Smith coming back from injury, he, he set the bar last night. He was he was very, very good in his game. So now you've got to earn your ice time. you got to earn the net. So Koskinen knew coming into this game that he was going to have to be better. Now, having said that, for the first time uh, this year, he has gotten rest, and he came into a game rested, and it makes a difference. He's a guy that when uh, he gets... You know, plays a couple games, get a couple days off. He's he's a capable goaltender at this level. He wasn't capable of carrying the mail over and over and over again like he did at the start of the season. But tonight, he was very good. He made a number of big saves. And, uh, yeah, I agree. The Ottawa Senators deserved a much better fate. And this is probably one of the first times that we can remember in a long time where an Edmonton goalie stole a game for them. And Koskinen did tonight.
2: Yeah, Edmonton takes it 3-2, so they will move on now to finish up the road trip on Thursday against the Montreal Canadiens. And interesting for Edmonton tonight, I mean, McDavid and Dryside will have their point streak snapped after 10 games each. They, they had chances to extend them with that empty net, but, but couldn't come through. But goals from the defense tonight, Nurse scores his fifth of the season, Bouchard gets his first of the year, and Tyson Berry gets his second of the
3: year. Well, the Oilers need their defensemen to jump up in the play. and One of the things that we've seen in the past number of years in the NHL is the league going more towards skill and puck moving on the back end, guys that can jump up in the play and make plays. The Oilers went out and got Tyson Berry because of what he's capable of doing with the puck on his stick, how he can create plays, how he can jump up, how he can be part uh, of the offense with the offensive players that the Oilers already have. And, the Bouchard, everyone talked about when is he going to get his chance because we want to see what he's capable of doing when he's got the puck on his stick. And those guys uh, were very good tonight. And simple plays, putting pucks on net. None of those shots that they threw on net uh, would normally go in against a goaltender that's playing well. But they got pucks through. They got pucks in, in, into where they needed them to be. So it created a scoring chance. If they weren't in the net, there were going to be rebounds or tips. So the goal... The goals that the others are getting from the back end is a plus because this is something that the others have certainly lagged with with the last couple of years.
2: All right, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Here is Evan Bouchard.
4: Um, I think we're feeling pretty good. Uh, we know we'll take the points as they come. Every point that we can uh, we can get is huge. So coming in uh, on the road, getting uh, four points is uh, it's really big for us here.
5: How about your comfort level you know it seems like in the offensive zone uh you know you're finding time and space and making good plays and how are you feeling things are coming in the d zone as well for you overall
4: i think overall it's going pretty good um you know it took a little bit of time to uh, to adjust but i think uh, you know as the games go on you start to feel more and more comfortable and uh you know overall i think uh, everything's going uh, going pretty good
0: next question jim matheson post media Uh, Evan, a couple of
6: things. Uh, Have you always had the ability to change the angle on your shots? Because you you know it wasn't a ripper from the point, but you changed the angle and you scored your goal. I
4: I think that's uh, one of one of the keys to uh, you know getting the puck through is changing the angle. You know blockers are uh, so good at this at this level. Um, So I think uh, you really have to work on changing it up, making it tough on uh, on the forwards coming out at you. And three goals by
6: the defenseman. He actually had seven shots in the first period, first two periods by the defenseman, and he scored three goals. So that's a pretty good percentage. I presume in today's NHL game, it can't always be McDavid and, and Drysight. I'll get the points. The defenseman chipping in for goals—that's
4: very important. Yeah, when you can get help from the uh, from the back end, it helps a lot. Um, you know, I think if we can uh, continue to put shots on net, it's going to go uh, pretty good for us. If we can contribute on the. On the back end you know we got a lot of firepower up front so it's really going to uh,
0: help the team out thank you next
5: question
0: derek van
7: Deese, post media yeah i just want to ask you about how tough is it to beat a team four times in, in five in you know the five games you played you beat them four times is that regardless of who you're playing how how big of an accomplishment is that
4: uh yeah it's huge for us um you know teams are gonna Start to adjust when you play them nine ten times in a season you know they're going to start to figure out your tendencies games are going to start to tighten up and it's really going to become uh, you know much more of a rivalry and of a battle so um when you can get take uh, no points off a team and continue to win from a win off a team then it's really going to help you out in the long run
7: i also want to ask about the competition for spots you know with the taxi squad and there's a lot of guys that can play on the back end now what how does that help your game just knowing that a spot's not guaranteed on the blue line anymore for, for a lot of you guys.
4: Yeah, it really pushes you and, uh, you know, guys that aren't in the lineup to, to be the best that you can be. And I think, uh, you know, if you're you're pushing hard and, um, you know, it's probably going to go go good for you. And, uh, you know, it's just going to help the team out in the end. So I think the, the competition is really good for the team.
0: Tony our brothers TV. Evan, Jim already mentioned the three goals from the defensemen today, but you guys right now, are tied to the league lead with goals from defensemen with 11 with Montreal. You guys have won five of your last six games. When you guys contributed like that on the back end, what does that do for your confidence level, knowing that you're chipping in offensively? Uh, It helps
4: a lot. Not just, um, you know, on the back end, but I think it helps the forwards out too, um, knowing that, uh, you know, we'll we'll get shots through to the net and, uh, you know, try to help uh, contribute in any way that we can. But when you, uh, you know, get goals from the defense, I think it's just, uh, you know, an extra bonus for the team
0: uh can you also talk about the play of nico in tonight 40 or 42 saves
4: yeah he was stellar um you know he's been good for us all year so uh for him to come in and make uh the big saves that he did and you know his, his puck moving was uh, really good today that just helps out that much more and i think he was uh, really good for us today
8: jim matheson post media
6: uh, one question for you, Evan, did your team spend a little too much time in your end in the last two periods because they had, uh, 30 shots and you only had 10 in the last two periods and while you, you know, it was one of those, you know, you bent, but you didn't
4: break sort of uh, efforts because you got good goaltending. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, Miko made the stops when we needed them. Um, definitely not, uh, you know, the shot total that we wanted, uh, from, uh, from them but uh, you know we found a way to get the two points and that's a, that's the biggest thing coming into a game is picking up
2: All right that is Evan Bouchard who scores tonight played 13 13 two shots on goal also credited with four hits and a couple of blocked shots as the Oilers beat the Senators 3-2. So definitely some positives tonight, Rob, and we'll continue talking about those, but I think I got to ask you what happened over the final two periods. I, I mean, Jim Matheson referenced it, we talked about it off the top. 30 to 10 were the shots over the final two periods. Um, I mean, maybe it kind of changed when Matt Murray came into net, uh, came into the net for Ottawa about four minutes into the second period. But they had all the pressure and numerous chances to tie this game and, heck, maybe even go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, they, they played well. Uh, we saw that in Edmonton too. The The game where the Oilers were up was at 5-1 early and Ottawa had a push and carried the play for a lot of the game after that. The, the Oilers just had the, the, the good first period. Ottawa has got a great work work ethic. What they don't have is top-end scoring yet. They got a couple of young players that might become that, and they haven't had a big save this year. So when they fell behind 3-1, it was going to be too much for them to overcome. And I think the Oilers just sat back. And you can't sit back against a team and allow it to push over and over again. And you, if you do, you see what happens tonight. So I think. Uh, the Oilers' work ethic over the final forty minutes wasn't near what it needed to be, but when you have a when you score three early or you get the, the two goal lead in the National Hockey League, that should be enough, especially against a team like Ottawa that doesn't have the high end goal scorers. So. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they got it worked, but they got the two points. That's the big thing. It's it's not, we, we talked about it's not easy sweeping a series. It's not easy winning four straight against the same team. Eventually bounces should go against you. So I think that's what you're going to be excited about as an Oiler fan and as an Oiler player right now is you gained eight points against one team that has now vaulted you, uh, you know, in a, into a respectable record after a, a pretty slow start to the season for the Oilers. Three two Oilers victory. That means a three
2: hundred dollar donation to six thirty Chad Santa's anonymous coming from James H. Brown and Associates Injury Lawyers. They're giving one hundred dollars for every Oilers goal throughout the season. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can reach us. We have Robert standing by on the open line. Hey Robert, thanks a lot for calling man. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good.
9: Uh you know, I think you know, tonight I think uh I th- I think we need to be honest. I don't think the, the Oilers tonight I don't think I don't think they had I don't think they had any business winning tonight. Koskinen and Koskinen and out stole the game tonight, especially in the last two periods. The Oilers were they were they were out-chanced, outworked and then it, then it, then it, and, it, and it looked like in uh you know in uh, uh you know and it looked that way on uh uh at both ends of the ice, so but, but I mean it was, it was nice to see, nice to see uh, uh, Kara's line step up, and uh, nice to see some offense from the from the D. But uh, that leads me to one of uh, two questions. The first one is, you think you think maybe the last two periods, you think you think it was was maybe some maybe a, maybe a little bit of fatigue setting in, have it having played three or four nights. Uh, you know, they yeah, like I've having played three games in four nights, and and uh, and my other question is, you know, do you think, uh, you, do you think uh, with the return of Mike Smith, do you think this will this will allow this will allow Koskinen to maybe be, uh, I don't know if consistent is uh, too strong a word, but do you think think maybe this will allow Koskinen Klos, to be a little bit more consistent, knowing you know like uh, uh knowing that he doesn't have to play like you know 10 or 11 12 in a row he going in for one or two then get a then get a, then get you know two two three four days off while, while smith plays yeah thanks robert well, yeah I, we'll, we'll start with the second
2: question about the goalies that are up
3: yeah i, I think that koskinen will be a better goalie now that he's getting rest uh, i mean that's that's a certain. Is he going to be good enough? Well, only time will tell there. But he's certainly going to be a much better goalie than he was. Just simply, he's going to get the proper rest. No goalie has played as much as he had uh, before Mike Smith got back. And, and you could see the fatigue that was settling in. And tonight, arrested Koskinen was much better. So uh, he uh, he came in and won a game for the others. That's something that the others were desperate to have. And as far as if the others were fatigued tonight, uh, there's going to be a fatigue issue for just about every game throughout the season and and for all teams. So tonight it simply was uh, a game where they're going to have off nights. And through the last 40 minutes, they weren't as good as they had been, but they had a goaltender bail them out. There's been games this year where, and we saw it a couple nights ago, where the Oilers should have won. They were the better team, but the goaltender let them down. Well, tonight... Miko Koskinen made up for that and he won the hockey game. Yeah, you're
2: going to need your goalie to steal a few uh, along the way. So good for Koskinen to do that tonight. 40 saves as the Oilers beat Ottawa 3-2. And I also think that Kara's performance is is a positive over the last 3 games, Rob. And I also thought, you know, Josh, Josh Archibald has generally been a pretty consistent player who we've seen over the last season and a bit with the Oilers, but I, I thought another good game for Archibald. He was very involved.
3: Well, and he was snake bitten tonight too. I mean, Josh Archibald easily could have had two or three goals. He had some great opportunities tonight. He seems to be able to find himself in the right spot. He understands. He just doesn't have the trigger that uh, maybe a, a pure goal scorer would have. But he's that's why he's the constant. Archibald. There's other guys that have been in and out of the lineup in the bottom six, uh, but Archibald has always got. He's always solidified himself as one of those six players because it's an honest effort every night. You know what you're getting. You're getting physicality. You're getting smart plays. You're getting block shots. And every once in a while, you're chipping in with a little bit of offense. So uh, he of the six guys that rotate through, Archibald's that one safe bet, and he's a guy that you can build a line around. And it, when you're a coaching staff, you're trying to think, okay, we got our top two lines, but we need to have uh, a bottom six. And Okay, well, how can we build a line? Okay, well, we've got Josh Archibald. What can we build around him? Because we know that when he's on the ice, we're safe. We can trust him. What can we do to put with him to make him more effective and make the line effective? So what, as they build lines around Leon and around Connor, they also build lines around other players lower down in the lineup. And Josh Archibald is the type of player you build a line around because you know each and every night exactly what you're getting.
2: Archibald, Ennis, and Kara all plus two. Two assists for Kara, an assist for Archibald, who played 13-18. He did take that double minor in the second period. The Oilers killed that off. Actually, when when you talk about zone time and offensive pressure, the Senators' four-minute power play might have been their worst uh, section of the last 35 minutes, Rob. They had the one good shot on that, but they really didn't get set up a lot over those four minutes
3: they didn't and what we saw with the, the penalty killing this is something that Kara brings and I know that there's uh, Kara's got a love-hate relationship with a lot of fans in Edmonton uh, they sometimes they don't like the five on five play he brings but his penalty killing has been excellent for the Oilers and he's aggressive and when he is out there killing he, he he's a guy that if he gets the puck he lugs it and, and kills time and he and Nugent Hopkins have always worked well together and created havoc on the Ottawa's power play. And I can tell you from experience, when your power play starts off poorly, a four minute or a five minute power play, if it starts off poorly, you get frustrated. You get guys start trying to do too much then, which gets you out of your uh, your, your, your what you're trying to, to do. What everyone knows on the ice is, is your plan. So you, all your plans go awry. And that was because of the the start of the power the penalty kill for Nugent Hopkins and Kara. They got the puck into the Ottawa zone. And when you start trying to create offense as a penalty-killing unit in the offensive zone, which those two did, no one really knows where to play. And you saw that. Nugent Hopkins and Kara almost created a scoring chance because the guys are they're, they're like bees. They're like buzzing all over the place. They have no idea what their spo- where their spot is because you only work with five guys on a power play. You only work in the offensive zone. So uh, Kara and Nugent Hopkins and all the penalty killers, because you got to remember, Archibald was in the penalty box for four minutes. He would have been out there killing. The penalty killers did a great job for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Again, that's a couple games in a row. 3-2, the Oilers take it. Whenever they score five or more in a game,
2: we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630ched.com. That's presented by Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and take-out. Complete details, jvedmonton.ca. Okay, we got Dave Tippett coming up. Fred is up next on the phone lines. Hartland Ford, overtime open line.
1: Now up to Kara. He'll bring it to center. Pass on the left. Archibald drops it. One-timer scores! Darnell Nurse ripped it right through Hogberg, and this game's tied at one. Darnell Nurse's
2: fifth of the season. Oilers go on to beat the Ottawa Senators 3-2 to bump their record to 8 and seven on the year reed wilkins rob brown hartland ford overtime open line 10 after eight thanks a lot for joining us tonight got calgary and winnipeg on the old flat screen here they are uh, early on with no score we'll keep you updated on that one Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 we have fred standing by hey fred, fred thanks for calling.
10: calling hey how's it going guys good uh, well, the Oilers were 3-6 and six not long ago, and I think it was you, Rob, saying he got Ottawa coming up for four games, and are games he should win, and they won all four. So that uh, that's a good thing. But the play of Evan Bouchard I want to talk about, that kid is so poised. He moves the puck, he can skate, and he's got a 103-mile-an-hour slap shot When's the last time you always had a young defenseman like that? I can't even think of the last time. Can you guys?
3: Um, the Plays like Bouchard? Uh, no. I mean, the, the upside is huge with, with Evan. Uh, offensively, the plays he makes, the, the bomb he has from the point, the, his ability to get the puck through, uh, he reminds me, and now his, his upside might be higher, but I used to play with a guy named Doug Crossman, who just never looked like he was ever going to panic. It's like guys would be coming flying at him, and he would just stand there and just make a little head fake and just move his body subtly and was able to make the play, and guys would miss him all the time. That's what it's like with Bouchard. It, it, there doesn't seem to be any urgency when he has the puck on his stick. Yet he always seems to make the right play, gets the puck out, gets the puck on net. So uh, with the puck, there's not a problem with, right now with, with his game. And he's just going to have to continue to learn how to play in his own zone, which all young defensemen uh, have to learn. And the only way he can learn is by playing at the NHL level. So it's been a nice start. And good. And again, just like we've talked about Ennis and, and Karen, any of these players that have come from the taxi squad and jumped in and have been prepared and ready, you got to give credit to Bouchard. He waited his turn, and when he got his opportunity, there wasn't uh, a lag in his game because he hadn't been playing. He came in ready, prepared, and has been excellent. So, uh, again, it's just another addition to the Oilers that uh, they have the depth that if guys go down like a bear, you can put someone else in there and you can get the job done just as well. Rob, I'm going to give you a bonus point for dropping a Doug Crossman
2: reference on the audience tonight. Wow, like I'm sure, I'm sure half our listeners are elected. Like, Rob, just make up a guy's name. No, Doug Crossman's real. He's now 60 years of age.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah well he it's, it, I mean nowadays Philadelphia Flyer is now running the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins I had to throw another <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia Flyer name out there in Dougie Crossman <laughs> Doug Crossman was
2: drafted in the 6th round 112th overall in 1979 played Chicago Philadelphia Kings Islanders Whalers Wings Tampa Bay and St. Louis I, I only remember him as a Flyer because he was on the two Flyers team that played against the Oilers in the Stanley Cup finals in 85 and uh, 87 had some decent offensive years for sure he was a good I, hockey player
3: how many games did he end up playing he played a lot of games
2: 914
3: games for
2: no i, I do remember him being good no i'm not i'm not uh mocking him for being good i'm just surprised <laughs> that's where that's where you went
3: <laughs> well it just it just but it it just he's evan bouchard just never looks like he's under duress like just, just his whole demeanor on the ice it's just like oh all right here we go puck's coming to me gonna make a play like, where i've seen other guys where well Tyson Berry, for example, his feet, his hands, his head, every part of his body is always moving, so when they are out there, you're looking at two complete opposite guys that play really the same kind of game, yet do it in two completely different ways. Dave Tippett has now coached 1,200
2: NHL games. Thanks to the 3-2 decision tonight, he has won 598 of them. Here's Tip.
10: Dave, uh, your thoughts on Koskinen bouncing back tonight? Uh, he made some real timely saves for us. You know, he, uh, he threw a lot of pucks at the net there in the third period. He made a couple of real key saves at the right time to uh, preserve the two points for us. You needed some other guys to stop. I mean, it was a quiet night for Connor and Leon. They weren't rewarded on their chances. Just uh, what you saw to Kara and, and uh, for the second consecutive game along obviously with Archibald and, uh, and Ennis. Yeah, they've been real strong. You know, just just playing a real simple, direct game. They're hard on pucks, and uh, um, you know they got a couple big goals for us tonight. And that's uh, uh, I mean along with our D, but uh, but they they played real two real strong games. And you know you, Ottawa, you got to give them credit. They worked hard. They uh, they really uh, tried to take Connor and Leon's line out of the game. So it's great to see a, another line step up and have a strong game for us.
0: Tony Brower, Oiler's TV. Hey, Dave. Despite being heavily outshot, you guys come out with a win tonight. How do you evaluate tonight's game?
10: Uh, I think they pushed hard in the third. You know, there's some plays that we could have made uh, uh, better decisions on, just a little more poise with the puck. But that being said, you're coming in. We said all along, the, the second game after you win the first one is the hardest to win. The team's going to push hard and try to... Uh, Avenge their loss. So I like the way we hung around. We we scored timely goals. We got timely saves, and we found a way to get the two points.
0: And speaking of those timely goals, all of them come from defensemen. You guys are now tied for the league lead in getting goals from the defensive uh, from the defensemen. Can you talk about how significant that is?
10: Well, you're looking for balanced scoring all the way through, and obviously Connor and Leon take a big big chunk of it. But we can have secondary scoring whether it's. Uh, um, the other two lines or from our D that's a that's a huge help and you'll see I mean that's the the tail of the tape tonight is our, our defense come through and uh and get big goals for us And we found a way to win Ryan Rashad TSI
5: Dave can you just give us a bigger picture thought on where you feel the overall game is right now you've piled some wins up and got some much needed points but how how you as the coach feel about the, the different facets of it
10: uh there's we there's some parts that are that are really good i mean but then there's some other parts that i we have got to continue to improve but we're not a finished product by any stretch but uh we're moving the right direction so uh, we keep getting some points that's what it's all about right now we got to keep ourselves in the game
5: um care to elaborate on sort of some of the areas that you want to want to keep
10: pushing the needle forward no there's lots of areas we'll keep that internal
0: jim matheson post media
6: uh, Dave uh, Darnell Nurse got five goals already in fifteen games. He had five and seventy-one last year. Uh, is it one of those those cases where uh, he's just up on the play more, or does he have that sort of offense in him to to be a you know a goalie, that defenseman that maybe scores fifteen or something like that, like a lot of offensive defensemen do?
10: Well, he's uh, he's taking more minutes this year just because of Klefbom being out, getting some more opportunity there. But he's uh, I like what he's doing. He's He's smart about when he's jumping in and he's uh, capitalizing on some shots and some nights he gets fortunate like the one tonight is uh you know we got a fortunate I got through the goalie but then there's been other other nights where he's made really good shots and uh, and got on the board so credit to him he's uh trying to trying to add from the back and he's being successful right now uh what was the problem with the zamboni after the first period i think it blew a radiator or something they said i don't know it just <laughs> radiator fluid all over the ice and good thing they got it off before it uh before it melted too much of it good thank you derek van deese post media
7: Hi, uh, dave um i just wanted to ask you about beating a team four times regardless of where each team is in the standings how tough is, is that to do to beat a team four times in a row
10: well, good. I mean, you're going to play teams nine and ten times, so you know you hope you can get points. I mean, that's and like I just talked about, that that second game of a two-game set is the hardest one to win because you're you know that they're going to come back hard. So, um, you know, we're we're just taking it game by game, but we know we're going to play teams a lot of times, and and it doesn't matter who you're playing. You got to try to find your points. So, uh, we've been fortunate; we caught. Uh, Caught Ottawa when they were down a little bit uh, when we were out Edmonton, but the last two games they played real well. So we're we feel fortunate to get wins out of here.
7: And is there an onus to win these games in regulation? You don't want three-point games because they're all divisional games this year?
10: Well, I don't think we would mind three-point games, but every other team in the division that's watching it, nobody else wants three-point games. So uh, you know, we'll take the take the points wherever we can get them, but when you're watching these games at night, you're you're hoping that they're decided with two points only for sure.
2: All right, that's Dave Tippett, winning coach tonight. Oilers beat the Senators 3-2. His comments courtesy Mattress Superstore. Quickly, Bob Stoffer texting me. This is how good Doug Crossman was, Rob. He was on the 87 Canada Cup team. I forgot about was that. Good. No, yeah, was If you're on basketball. that team, you're pretty good.
3: Yeah, you know, I played with him, and he was talented, smart, very, very smart hockey player, but very, very, very deliberate. So it was that's that was just when I watched Bouchard. That's when I, you know what, it reminds me a little bit of Doug Crossman. With a he's got a higher higher ceiling, Bouchard does, but just the way they play. Tippett was
2: asked about the delay at the start of the second period. So some kind of leak with the Zamboni. So maybe about a four or five minute delay there as the players were coming out and then couldn't go out on the ice. Rob, did you know you probably had periods that ended early because of fights, so they tacked the rest of the time onto the next period. That's not really a longer intermission. Was there ever a longer delay that you can remember because of equipment or glass being broken or anything like that?
3: Well, all, all of the above I have. I, I, but I remember one of the longest one was in the minors. There was a bat that was on the <laughs> ice to start a period. Like we just started the period. There was a whistle, and the bat just kept swooping down at the players over and over again. So the ref had to call the game, and then they tried catching the bat. And they're chasing, the refs are chasing it with t- towels, trying to throw it over top of the bat. And finally the bat landed on the ice and kind of got stuck in the water because it was a little wet to start the period. And it was there. And then the, the ref, the linesman went over with a towel and kind of threw it over top of the bat then kind of skated away because he was scared. And it sat there for about a minute. And finally we had a guy on our team named Corey Bolio, big tough defenseman. He eventually went over, picked it up with his hand, carried it over to the penalty box, <laughs> put it in a bucket in the penalty box, looked at the ref, like, okay, seriously, that was embarrassing, and we started. But, yeah, we were delayed because of a bat. Do you remember what city that was in? That was in Chicago. That was in our no. home rink in Chicago, yeah. there's Trust me, there's been a lot of different animals that have come through the rinks that i played in. Bats, lots of birds that have, played, that have been flying down, swooping in the middle of the game. All of a sudden, you see someone out of the corner of your eye, like, what was that? And then you see this bird flying around, and... And the one cool thing, whenever we played in Chicago, we always had the circus come through. So you come out of your dressing room, there'd be tired tigers and elephants and stuff. So that was kind of cool.
2: The tigers were in cages, I hope.
3: The, yes, the elephants were. The, the, the tigers were, yeah. Well, well the elephants point, wanted to too, enjoy the game. Yeah, well, they, I tell you, I could write an entire book just on my minor league tour. There were stories that you cannot believe. Most you of you should say on air.
2: Well, you've told me some on and off air, and uh, I still hear new ones after almost eight seasons together. So that's you do have a lot of great stories for for sure. Oilers beat the Senators three two seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Rocket standing by. Hey, Rocket, go ahead. Hey guys, how are you doing?
9: Good. Um, I I was just curious about Taxi Squads. It seems like the more and more we we use players from them, uh, the grittier our team gets, and and that made me think about: Are these guys practicing more than 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 the, the rostered players? Players are because they seem to be more prepared in this kind of COVID environment.
2: Uh, some days they would. Some some days, like if there's, from what I've seen. No, I'm not. Now I'm not on the road, Rockets. You have to remember that. And and Rob can probably attest to this too. If you're if there's an optional skate. The taxi squad players or the scratch players rob almost a hundred percent of the time are going to take going to use that. Not, ice.
3: It's not a hundred almost a hundred percent. It is a hundred percent of the time. And uh, guys usually in the bottom three or four forwards and the bottom five or six defensemen they also practice. Uh, the, the difference right now is that with the taxi squad. The ta- normally the taxi squad guys are the guys in the minors. They would be playing in the AHL somewhere. The three guys or two or three guys, whatever the teams carry, they would be with the team and they would practice with the regular team. And all the Taxi squad guys, guys would be down in the minors. And I was saying before the game, those guys are out of sight, out of mind. And as hard as you, want, you you think you're playing down there or you think you're practicing, you're still a long ways from the eyes of the coaching staff in Edmonton and the GM in Edmonton. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little tired today. My practice... You know, it was good, but it wasn't as good as I could have been. The details weren't there, or, or the weight room, or or in the game. Well, it's third game in three nights in the minors. Maybe I'm just not physically I- engaged. Well, these guys here, the, the coaching staff, there, there'll be at least one coach watching every time the taxi squad takes the ice, and usually all of them do. And so the, the battle level, the compete level in in practice is something that they wouldn't have had in the minor so they're prepared they're ready and they also know that it, it the bottom six players in edmonton right now is interchangeable dave Tippett said he said he hasn't settled on a lineup yet so if you're the guys in the taxi squad if you get your chance and every guy has gotten one when you get your chance you want to like you know what i'm that's my spot so that's why when these guys are coming in they're ready they're nhl ready because they're only playing with nhl players and they there's a lot on the line when they get that opportunity they're not getting called up because of an injury which most time is the only time an nhl player comes up they're going in there because the nhl team now has the ability to carry 28 players so now you're going in because someone wasn't playing as well now you got a spot or you've earned the spot through practice and now you want to keep it so the competition is higher than it ever will be from before and ever will be in the future with these taxi squad players because teams now have 28 or 29 whatever it is players that are competing for 20 spots every single day
2: yeah and from what i've seen here in in town rocket sometimes they all practice together i mean there have been practices where the orders have five or six lines of forwards and, and nine d so they're they're not always separated the taxi squad guys can practice with you know, the 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 guys on the active roster. And as we've seen, once a player has cleared waivers, it's pretty easy to shuttle them back and forth. So definitely something different this year for sure. Do you want to finish the play? Absolutely. All right. You already have a Hungry Herd premium sampler box. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Hungry Herd, Alberta owned and operated. Kellen, what do you have?
1: Here's Bouchard, right point, shoots, Scott! Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point. And somehow that thing went all the way in, and the Oilers are up two to one. All right, that is Evan Bouchard
2: scoring his second NHL goal tonight. He scored his first NHL goal in the fall of 2018 when he played seven games for the Oilers against what team, Rocket? Was it Washington? Or Toronto. I'll give you a hint. There is no connection to Boreas Salming.
5: Washington.
2: It was Washington. Hang on the line, okay? Thank you, Reed. All right. Your rocket's name is going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics, courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at PF Custom Countertops. Dot com. Well, I worked in a Boreas solving reference, Rob.
3: Let's see how often we can do that. That'll be a, that'll be our streak. I know Connor and Leon's streak ended today at ten games. Well, let's see how long we can get the Boreas Alming streak to go.
2: Speaking of those streaks, can you believe Drysital nailed the post on that shot at the end with he, nine seconds left?
3: Not only did he nail it, he nailed it like at hundred mile an hour. That thing hit the post and came flying all the way back out. I think it came right to Connor because Connor then had a chance and I think Shabbat made the save on him. Both guys had chances on open nets to keep their streaks alive, and both were denied, one by a post and one by a kick save. Uh, I, sw- I, mean, I would have probably bet the house that one of them, if not both, were going to get a point in the last 40 seconds as soon as the goalie was pulled. But uh, fortunately for me, I wasn't able to make the bet, and my <laughs> wife and kids are going to be able to sleep inside tonight, so that's good. But uh, what I, I think someone, one of my buddies... Uh, tweeted something that's the first time since 2017 that the Oilers have won with neither of them getting a point in a hockey game.
2: Pretty yeah, Jack, here, I'll double check that. Jack put it out. Uh, yeah, So
3: that's a pretty I amazing. And it opened.
2: So, uh, that, that's, yeah, I mean, Oilers, Oilers win for the first time since November 28, 2017, without a point from either
3: guy. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is amazing. That's a long time. Absolutely amazing. It shows you two things. One, that your star players are really good and they get a lot of points. And two, that the Oilers have not had a lot of secondary scoring over the last number of years because they weren't able to win. But tonight they did. Great goaltending and fantastic defense jumping up in the play and good secondary scoring got them two points.
2: 3-2 win over Ottawa. We got your news and weather coming up. You're still going to hear from Tyson Berry. More time for your feedback. 780-496-0063. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Was looking for the rebound, couldn't get a hold of it, and the puck on the end boards. White's got it now for Ottawa. He's passed it to Donoff. Good job. McDavid picks it off. He'll come in over the line with Archibald. To Archibald, the shot. Oh, the save made by Murray off of Archibald.
2: Yeah, that was a big chance for Josh Archibald with just over three minutes left in the third. He was trying to score for the second straight game. Matt Murray able to come up with the stop. He was uh, good tonight, just like he was good yesterday, but he came on in relief tonight, was not overly busy. Nine saves on nine shots as the Oilers were... Badly outshot in this one, 42-22, including 30-10 over the last two periods. But they get the 3-2 win. They're 8-7 and on the season, and they finish up their four-game road trip Thursday visiting the Montreal Canadiens. Let's check the scoreboard here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Jets and Flames scoreless with about three and a half minutes left in the first. Sharks lead the Kings 2-0 late in the first period. Four minutes left in the first in Vegas. Golden Knights up 1-0 on the Ducks. Early in the third, it's the Blackhawks and the Stars tied 1-1. After two, the Lightning looking for another win and looking good. 3-1 lead over the Nashville Predators. And it was the Panthers winning again, 2-1 over the Red Wings. And that is your look at the... Edmonton trailer scoreboard. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Hartland Ford, overtime open line. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. All right, Rob. Well, tell me a little bit about how... how I mean, it's it's so interesting this year because it's the same opponents over and over again. We, we've talked about teams needing to beat Ottawa. The Oilers have done that. Do you view the Montreal game as... I, I mean, do we call it a measuring stick game? I mean, you can't, I mean, it's great to beat Ottawa, but you can't go 0-9 against the Canadians. I mean, they have been able to split against the Leafs. They're, they're 0-2 against the Habs. One of those losses, a, a really bad loss in the third game of the season. So how do you sort of weigh Thursday's game?
3: Well, if you're thinking about winning a division or having home ice advantage in the first round, well, then you got to win the series against the Montreal Canadiens. Because to me, right now, the two best teams uh, that we've seen, because I think we've seen every team now. So, yeah, so the two best teams that we've seen have been Montreal and Toronto. And the others are now 2-2 two two against Toronto and 0-2 and against Montreal. So if you want to win the division and you want to have home ice, you're going to have to win the season series against those two teams. Montreal's good. Uh, they, they're they deep on the back end. Is the best defense probably possibly in the league but certainly in the northern division they got two excellent goaltenders so there's no drop off really when you go from one game to another if you play both play them in a series they don't have a lot of stars up front but they they have no difference between their first and fourth line they got depth so they they are a, a good hockey club so you get to really test yourself what it shows you in your on your team is it shows you what deficiencies you have what your weaknesses are because they will try to expose them if the others win the game it doesn't crown them champs of the division if they lose the game it doesn't mean they're going to be a non-playoff team but you're going to have to start beating good teams if you want to be a a, a team that uh is there at the end of the season a top four team or possibly a top two team so it, it's fun i these are games you get up for it. it doesn't matter if there's i mean it'd be way more fun if there's fans in the in the stands but going to montreal is special so uh, i look forward to a good game it's a different kind of game than you see from ottawa they 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 are a fast skating, they move the puck well, and they have some physicality on the back end. So it'll be a test for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: That'll be our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. He scored tonight, his second of the season. Here's defenseman Tyson Berry.
0: Hey, Tyson, all three goals come from the back end today. Can you just talk about the confidence that you guys have as a group on the back end? Because you guys have been chipping in offensively all season long.
8: Yeah, I think it's it's coming for us. I think we've been doing a good job at um, getting in the getting in the play and supporting our forwards and um, getting some shots through from the point. And, you know, we're kind of scoring in, in all sorts of uh, different ways right now. So that's really nice. And that's it for me. Thank you.
0: Next question, Derek Van Dies, post media.
7: Hey, Tyson, uh, you know, Miko Kostin came off a pretty tough effort in Calgary. Can you just talk about his game today? I know he bailed, uh, he bailed you guys out a couple of times today with uh, maybe a couple of turnovers in your own zone.
8: Yeah, he was great. Um, I think you know we didn't help him out much in Calgary either, and then um, he comes in tonight and plays a great game and. um I think the second half of the game, he made some huge stops and um, we would like to be better with the puck in some areas and um, some key parts of the game. But, um, you know, we got the two points. and we was great and that's, uh, you know, we're over 500 now.
7: Can you give me a thought on just beating a team four times in a row, regardless of who the team is or where they are in the standings? How tough is it to, to beat a team four times in a row?
8: yeah uh it's it's tough I, I think they played uh they played us hard really hard the last two games and um they're obviously a good hardworking young team and um they beat montreal two games ago so you know anybody can beat anybody and um it's nice we were able to get uh, get four in a row against them mark Spector sportsnet
5: so you guys have won five out of six uh you're playing with confidence uh what are the things that you're seeing now maybe in your game and in the team game what's what's going well now that wasn't going well then
8: uh, i think you kind of nailed it with the confidence and guys are starting to you know put some games together and and play with uh play with a little more confidence and we're, we're getting comfortable with each other and we're getting some stability and um yeah i don't know if you can put your your finger on one thing but i think we're you know we're just kind of uh pushing the pace a lot
5: more and that's the way our team i think has to play if we're going to be successful you get montreal coming up i would think that you're in a perfect spot to go in and play the best team in the north and uh see how you measure up is that fair
8: yeah yeah absolutely we're um like you said i think we won five or six so we're feeling we're feeling confident about ourselves and obviously montreal's had a great start but um you know we're gonna see them a bunch this year so we gotta beat them jim matheson post media uh tyson what did you see on your goal from
6: watching it on tv it looked like the goalie you bobbled the puck and the goalie was completely you know gave you a third of the net because he went the other way and you shot it back is that how you saw it
8: uh i think i, I think i made a move less of a bobble but um no i One honestly I haven't, I haven't seen it I, I uh chaser made a great pass and i kind of just faked a wrister and then was the guy got a stick uh, he was his stick was coming so i just shot it and um i actually haven't seen the replay yet so i'm not sure where i think it went like far side low so yeah. um he must have must have thought i was headed more the other way super thank you next question ryan Rishaw, tsn
5: i thought it was a, a nice move tyson um Appreciate that. someone appreciates it around here <laughs> sorry natty i'm just kidding uh <laughs> when you guys were having a, a tough time putting up the wins. um how do you think you did as a group kind of keeping your spirits where it needed to be and now that you're on the right side of it recently you know how different is it uh just the feeling of positivity around the group yeah
8: it's different we've got we've got a good leadership group in there some older guys and some some great young leaders so um the the funny thing about this league is you play well some nights and you don't get the results and other nights you know you find a way to grind it out so we did a good job staying positive through uh kind of the ups and downs and that's going to be crucial in a season like this with uh you know the the shortened season and every point meaning so much you can't get too down on yourself or or too high when things are going well so i think we did a good job early
5: you played against darnell nurse for a number of years now you're you're playing next to him i mean he's 25 plus minutes a night um, he's he's putting up some numbers this year what are you seeing in the guy next to you oh nurse he's so solid he's uh he's a big guy
8: who skates incredibly well for, for his size, for anyone's size really. And then, uh, you know, the way he's moving the puck and, and shooting the puck and he's, uh, he's playing great and I'm really enjoying playing with him.
2: All right. A little bit there from Tyson Berry, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you. It wasn't, wasn't, he didn't bobble the puck. He knew exactly what he was doing. I, actually I didn't think he bobbled the puck. I, I did think he, I have to watch it again. I didn't think he moved it to, to get a better shot away, but,
3: I think the, no. the, the puck the puck rolled, but I, I don't think that's him bobbling it. I think he just went, I, he knew exactly what he was doing. He's pushing it one way, and as you go one way, you're as a player you always want to throw it back the other side because the goalie is coming across. So you're hoping just to catch him leaning too far. And on this case, uh, the goalie was leaning about three and a half feet too far, so there was a lot of space to throw the puck. Uh, it was a nice play by Barry, who uh, the confidence level, and he talked about confidence, is is what, 200% better than what he had a week and a half, two two weeks ago. I mean, we had people calling in, talking about he shouldn't be in the lineup. They should bench him. They should get him off the power play. And in the last four or five games, he's been excellent. Uh, And he's doing exactly what the others had hoped hoped for him to do. And I think that's why uh, there's always got to be patience with players. And I think that's what Dave Tippett has shown, especially with players that have got a pedigree, uh, that he knows what they've done in the past, that he he knows they're capable of being better than they are and that the leash is a little bit longer. So uh, the, the Oilers uh, team and the owners management is happy that Dave Tippett made the right decision and kept playing Barry and pushing him to allow him to become the player that we're seeing now.
2: All right, Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. You can get us at 780-496-0063. It's 844. Quick timeout on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 3-2, Edmonton wins in Ottawa tonight. Brown nurse Bouchard in the first period, Barry in the second to Donoff in the third on a breakaway. Got that long flip pass from Mike Riley. to. Or is that, Was that the flip
3: pass, Rob? No,
2: I got that wrong. No, that nope, was a regular nope. pass.
3: Yeah, this was a really good pass. He was standing still in his own corner, and he snapped it all the way up there, got him in full stride. He got behind Cuckoo. And I'm, you know, I, I'm glad the others won, but I really needed Dadenoff to score because I have him in my hockey pool, and he hasn't really been doing a lot. Larson helped me out last night by scoring for Dadenoff, so this one helped me out a little bit too. It was the uh, Barry
2: tried to flip it out late in the third, and he didn't get it far enough. And then Paul walked in and got that good shot. That was right before Ottawa pulled the goalie. That's well, why Barry I got flipped it mixed it. up with
3: that Yeah, Barry tried flipping it out, and he only flipped it about seven feet. It was. Yeah, he didn't um, get He did get it over no. the blue line. It came down right at the blue line. Yeah. So, and I think that Paul kid's a pretty tall kid too. He was able to grab it. And yeah, that was a scary moment. That's one of those. There's certain players that are very good at flipping the puck. There's other guys that are just okay or good. And Barry, I mean, that was might have been one just to fire it off the glass and hope that it doesn't go for an icing. But that that was a, probably Ottawa's best chance late in the hockey game to tie the game. Uh.
2: Um, Uh, this texter says, do you think Smith plays against Montreal based on his puck handling performance? I just think he probably plays against Montreal. Uh,
3: Yep. Absolutely.
2: How do waivers work in regards to taxi squad also is a question. Yeah. You still, a player still has to clear waivers to be put on the taxi squad. If he's Mm -hmm. normally eligible for players uh, for waivers, obviously some of the the younger guys or players on ELCs aren't, but then
3: if you're waived, you have 30 days of being able to go up and down or something like that.
2: Yes, which, okay. I, which I think is usually how it is anyway. So,
3: yeah. yeah. So somebody that's been, like, a chase on has been waived. So those so guys now- are going back and
2: forth. Ennis is yeah. going back and forth. A couple other guys. Shore Sure, uh, Kara would be able to go back and forth. I'm probably missing. Nygaard, I'm probably missing a couple of times. But anyway. Uh, this texture says, I like, I think that these are, this is Chris here. He says, I think the orders are passing better this year making the quick play or is that just me there were a couple times when I thought the play was dead but there's some skill to make a play most times I love it you can see the compete level and you can see clearly who can't keep up this year easy to put the right lineup together uh, well I, I think there's there's more skill. I mean, we'll see if there's enough skill to to be a you know a, a really really good team by the end of the year. I mean, Ennis was on the fourth line yesterday, Rob, and scored a skilled goal. We haven't seen that from a depth mm-hmm. oiler for a, a long time. I think keeping plays alive, though, I, I think that's not just passing. They, they've had some guys who were really dogging the puck the last few games.
3: Well, I think that was really noticeable in both games. Yeah, against Ottawa, where. The, the Senators, and we've seen this in the past where the Oilers get stuck in their own zone a, long, a lot because they, they're they trying to make their decisions after they get the puck. And we saw that with the Senators today. They'd get the puck, try to make a decision, but by that time it's too late. And the Oilers were pestering them. Uh, normally Yamamoto is, is by far the best on the team at doing that. And you see that game in, game out. But the last couple of games, everyone uh, that anytime an Ottawa Senator had the puck, there was one Oiler on him and there was another Oiler attacking as well. And Ottawa figured it out after the first period and got much better of just getting the puck out and, and trying to fight it out in the neutral zone because when the Oilers in the first period, every time the Senator tried to make a play, they would turn it over because they were taking too long to make the play. So the Oilers are getting much better at that. And I think that, again, is competition. There's As, as Dave Tippin, I, I love the line he said the other day, usually there's two or three people that are mad at you. Now there's eight or nine because there's that many guys sitting out. So the competition is so high that whether you get a five minutes in one game, eight minutes, 12, 15, whatever you get, you got to make sure you make the most of it because there's eight guys or nine guys that are ready to take your spot. So that's why you've seen uh, the compete level, as that texter just said, is much better this year because the competition to get into the lineup is much harder.
2: Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. Back for some final thoughts. Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. Rob Brown, I have some random trivia for you, believe it or not. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so three defensemen scored for the Oilers tonight. The last time that happened was November thirteenth, 2018, a 6-2 win over Montreal. Russell, Benning, and Nurse scored. So three different Mm -hmm. defensemen scoring in a game. That was the last time that happened. And I checked with NHL stats, and they got back to me. Only twice in franchise history have four different defensemen scored in a game for the Oilers. March 21st, 2004, Bergeron, Cross, Brewer, and Smith. And January 11th, 87, Muni, Bookaboom, Coffee, and Greg. This is probably interesting to no one except me, but there
3: it is. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't ask me either of those games to name who the defensemen were because I've only would have named one of the eight. I would have named Coffee in his era. That would be the only one I would have named. So I would have made, I would have looked really silly trying to guess those ones. Four defense, pretty good, though. That helps you win a hockey game with four defensemen scoring a game.
2: We're going to see some good defensemen on Thursday night when the Oilers visit the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, it's on 6.30, Chet, but the face-off show at 3.30. The game will start at 5.00. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2.00 tomorrow. All have inside sports from 6.00 to 8.00. Get more on this game on 630 chcom or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30, Chet. Oilers beat Ottawa 3-2. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a great night.
1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.